Hey everybody, what's going on? It's Chris Zar, and it's time for the Chris Zar podcast for Thursday, January third, twenty twenty-two, and I'm just checking in on you. Who, who? who? <laughs> yeah, what's going on, gang? There are a lot of uh, important things going on right now. The first and foremost of which is that motherfucking blizzard. That's happening on the East Coast while me and my friends here in Southern California are enjoying that 60 degrees sunshine. Hell yeah, brother. That's where our taxes go to. It goes directly to the sun. East Coast, figure it the fuck out. (laughs) I'm just fucking around. It is pricey as fuck to be here, but it's also pricey as fuck to be in New York City. So would I rather be out there freezing my dick off or here? Hmm. Hmm. Hard decision, pal. (laughs) Yeah, I know that that's not the most important thing that's going on. Something that's going on even more important than that is another attempt to cancel Joe Rogan. Hey, look at that. People trying to make some room for me at the top of the podcast hierarchy. I appreciate that. (laughs) It's a, a little nonsensical. I think, uh, and I'm not really sure why, because whenever I see an attempt to cancel somebody, anybody, right? Like most recently, even more recent than Joe Rogan is the attempt to cancel old Whoopi Goldberg (laughs) because she said something silly like, uh, the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was about, um, man's inhumanity to man (laughs) and i don't think that's true (laughs) i think there was a class of people (laughs) that uh the nazi regime was really about exterminating (laughs) like i I heard a bit from sam marill one of the best one of the best in the game right now i'm looking forward to seeing him in oh yeah this month actually i'm looking forward to seeing him in just a few weeks at the la jolla comedy store in sam marill posting this bit because there was a person from the crowd that said hey Whoopi Goldberg and he was like oh yeah insert the things that I just said and then he had this wonderful punchline it was something to the effect of I've never heard somebody say yeah you know Hitler wasn't that great of a guy but at least he didn't discriminate (laughs) I was like damn Sam damn you got a point there pal you got a point so Hey, Whoopi Goldberg, people are going to take you down for being anti-Semitic, even though you're using a fake ass Jewish last name. (laughs) Yeah, I had somebody, I heard somebody at the comedy store bring that up this week. Um, I went down there for an open mic, which was rad. And somebody informed me that Whoopi Goldberg, uh, that's not her real name. And I was like, oh, fuck, has my whole life been a lie? Come on, Hollywood Square. Don't do that to me. And it turns out, yeah. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg is what she's known as professionally. But her real name is Karen Johnson. (laughs) Yeah, motherfuckers, Whoopi is a Karen. No! (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't spell it with a K, though. It's C-A-R-Y-N because you know. 
Some folks like to spell their name very uniquely and all the more power to them. That being said, hey, that is also not the most important thing that's going on right now. The most important thing going on right now in the United States is, drumroll please, it's Black History Month. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm working on some material that is uh, specifically with observation to Black History Month. And as I'm working on this material, I've noticed a few things. Now, this isn't the material itself, but this is the observations that I've made while working on this material. Um, and, you know, before you sit there on your Django high horse, <laughs> looking at me like this guy don't really celebrate Black History Month, I want to let you know, you're right, I don't. <laughs> I don't know how, and at this point, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> Like, what do I do? What do I do? No one's given me any clear instructions on what to do. Other holidays, other celebrations, there are clear traditions with clear themes. What you wear, what you drink, what you eat, even what you say to one another on the holiday typically is very clearly laid out to us and well rehearsed. Christmas, you know it. Ugly sweaters, eggnog. Your fat fuck cookies. <laughs> And Merry Christmas, you filthy animal, right? Right? <laughs> Halloween, slutty costumes, spike punch, your fat fuck candy, and trick or treat, right? Right. You get it. It's a theme that's well rehearsed and we know what's going on, but Black History Month. What do I do? <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? No, no one's told me. No one's told me. And I'm not going to be the one to try to like figure it out. I'm not going to experiment. <laughs> I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm going to do this month? I'm going to wear Yeezys. <laughs> I'm going to be drinking Kool-Aid, sweet tea, Hennessy. <laughs> Post some photos of me and my family eating cornbread and gumbo. <laughs> right? <laughs> No, 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 I'm not going to do that. Me and my family and I are not going to do that. But we'd like to do something. We, we love to do something. We just don't know what to do. We know what not to do. <laughs> like when it comes to the thing that uh, we should be saying during Black History Month, we probably shouldn't be saying the things that uh, were once said in the history of black people towards black people. Um, by people not like myself because, you know, I'm that guy who might look white, but when I go to the ethnicity column of my applications, I'm going to check that two or more races box. <laughs> Why? Because your boy took a 23 and me, okay? <laughs> and you know what I saw? You know what my DNA told me? You're not English, bro. You're not that Anglo-Saxon uh, pink-faced bad man. No, sir. I got no people in my lineage or history that ever owned slaves. So don't come at me. Do not come at me with that nonsense. I am not allowed to be grouped in with those 
folks. That being said, I want to celebrate. I want to celebrate. I just don't know how. I mean, first of all, it is kind of cool that there is a whole month that's dedicated to this. And is that enough for reparations? Maybe. <laughs> like, like the whole month of Black History Month was set up like, like the week of Hanukkah, <laughs> where like <laughs> every day there's a story and we light a candle and we give a gift. <laughs> Maybe just uh, send a Venmo. <laughs> to you know your, your closest black friends and then of course screenshot it and post it on your instagram so you can virtue signal and say hey i'm that guy <laughs> then maybe maybe you know uh the reparations will be paid out over time perhaps i don't know perhaps but i do think it's important that we remember this is black history month not slavery History month. <laughs> like, of course, is that ever going to go away? I don't think so. I don't think so. People love grudges. <laughs> and uh, there's some moral question of, hey, has justice been served on this? Have there been any redemption, redeeming actions which call for complete forgiveness? And to say, hey, this is the evil that is going to be left behind. Like, we don't do that anymore. We're not going to do that anymore. And we're going to punish people who try and do. And that would be cool. That'd be really cool. Are we ever going to get there? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. And hey, you know, fuck it, right? Um, I think that all forms of slavery have some type of expiration date. And, <laughs> and I have that thought because of an inspirational thing that was said at a recent comedy standup that I went to where, God damn it, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. I forget. But this dude made a really good point because he's from Virginia and where he's from, there are a lot of statues and memorabilia. <laughs> which may be uh, symbols of slaves' history, and they have been tearing them down, which is good, which is good. What this guy was asking for, though, was that if we are tearing down monuments to slavery, then let's have the Egyptians take down the pyramids. <laughs> I was like, damn, no, no, damn, did he really go there with that? And he did, he did, and it's a fair fucking point, right? It's like, are, are you going to tell me the pyramids were not built by slaves? <laughs> yeah, yes, 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 they were. Were they black slaves? No, <laughs> no, they were not. In fact, the black people were the slave owners then. That being said... We don't really register that <laughs> in the monuments to slavery category, do we? 
<laughs> and are we going to do anything about that? No, 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 we're not. Because there isn't anybody who's going to be tearing down any pyramids anytime soon. I don't think so. At least not the ones in Egypt. Maybe the ones in Las Vegas, but not the one in Egypt. The ones in Egypt. And I, and I by the way, I don't actually think we should. I think that those monuments are awesome. You know that when we're on this podcast, fucking around, <laughs> fucking around. But I do think it's cool that the people from the provinces in which, like, I guess to use more simpler terms, people in the state of Virginia self-electing to remove statues which were celebrating uh, slave owners and people who promoted slavery here in the United States. Those people want to take them down in their area. Yes, good, good for you. You're making decisions on what your locale gets to do. And I think in virtue, I think it's a solid thing to do. I'm not from there. I don't understand. But from the outside looking in, nice job, Virginia. That being said, is that black history? <laughs> no, no. Slavery is not the entirety of black history. Black history has slavery in the United States, but black history is not slavery. Black people are much more powerful than that. They have done incredible feats in all type of areas of, especially in the culture of the United States. For me, as a person who loves music, I fuck really heavy with jazz. I think jazz is the fucking shit. And when it comes to jazz in the United States, um, black people ran that shit. And I have a lot of thanks for uh, that culture for doing that. Also, big shout out to Jimi Hendrix, man. Jimi Hendrix really changed the game for rock and roll. There was like um, other people who preceded him, like big fan of uh, Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry also fucking rocks. Um, but there was like that, that rockabilly rock that happened. And then there was this psychedelic jamming, which occurred. Jimi Hendrix did things that nobody had ever thought to do with a guitar. And that really changed the way that rock progressed too. And these are the type of things that I would love to see uh, an eye of the United States focusing on while we celebrate Black History Month. So if we go day by day and we go, okay, so February 3rd, we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to celebrate black people in music. Actually, you probably would need like a whole week for that because it's a whole genre. I mean, a whole genre. There are genres which uh, spheres have been dominated by black folks in America. The one that stands out at the top of the heap, of course, is hip hop and rap. Hip hop, rap, dominated by black folks, started by black folks, and fucking rock because of black folks. Thank you. And if we did while I was in high school, like a dedicated week to finding out like, oh, who's Chuck Berry? <laughs> you know, who's Louis Armstrong? Who's Jimi Hendrix? I would have so much fun and that would be way better 
then watching Remember the Titans for the 25th time <laughs> in three years, right? It's like you watch that movie and you get the fucking point. Not a bad movie to watch. Uh, and I wonder if there's some like really edgy education systems out there which are like, you know what we're going to do today? We're going to watch Django Unchained. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> I think that'd be pretty badass, right? Because Jamie Foxx, man, Jamie Foxx really crushes it in that movie. And if there was a, a movie that I would point to, which, and I have no authority on this, by the way. <laughs> right, I'm not, but just as like, uh, I would say a second because somebody else has probably thought of this idea. But is there any other movie made, I guess, with the, not the central theme of slavery at the helm. So like 12 years of slave, that's probably in that lane. Um, but more so like a narrative on a particular individual with individual struggles that are amplified and are the cause of slavery, then Django Unchained really seems to take the cake in that category. It's really powerful. It's, it takes a, a really harsh and unfiltered look at giving a person the, the feeling that an individual might have uh working with those conflicts and issues like damn dude hey, like when you read stuff like um people were separated from their wives from their children um it doesn't strike you as hard as when you see it in a in a film like that to witness the strife and the struggle and the layers of complexity which were around during that era and the mountains that individuals would have to overcome in order to resolve those conflicts and essentially make themselves a free man and um you know i guess what i'm trying to say is django unchained is black history month's mvp MVP? Yeah? No? No. 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 Shut up. <laughs> Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> and that's what Black History Month is about, right? <laughs> People with fair skin shutting the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, though, I would love some, some clear traditions that everybody can partake in <laughs> that we can uh in a friendly manner coexist in and celebrate together when when it comes to this and uh i would just like any other person of fair skin would like to be told um how do i dress for this occasion because <laughs> anytime we have an idea about that it's clearly not the right one <laughs> And that's okay. Yeah. Fair skinned folks 
There's a lot of things, a lot of things we've done well. Okay. <laughs> the electricity thing, pretty fucking cool. <laughs> the uh, computer chip thing, pretty fucking cool. <laughs> the light bulb thing, pretty fucking cool. Automobiles, pretty fucking cool. When it comes to clothes, uh, <laughs> when it comes to cool fashion, I'm not sure. But also, fashion's not really my main lane, so I'm not even really going to try to step into that arena. That being said, you know, let's let's come up with some sort of mantra, some sort of saying, a way of being you know, like, "Hey, we're here, we're in this season. Happy da da da, Merry Christmas," <laughs> right? Give me something to work with. That's all I'm asking for. And um, before I, I dig myself into <laughs> a hole any further than this, um, I will spend uh, this last stretch of time coming over what the experience is like from this side of the aisle. This side of the aisle being a person who is raised in an area without um, historical animosity. So I would say like passed on through genes and through customs towards black folks. And in an area like that, um, there was this added somewhat like rural aspect to it. Um, like not posh, not elegant, just fucking rural turn suburban <laughs> type of vibe. You get what I'm saying? Like when you're first there as a youngin, you got the street light on the wire vibe. You got people riding horses through the drive through vibe. <laughs> then you grow and the place booms over the next 10 years. And now you don't have any lights on the wire anymore track homes are everywhere <laughs> you got a starbucks on most corners that 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 type of thing uh no no gang violence no no drug wars just fucking kids going to school playing sports adults being some type of role in the community teachers firemen shop owners, that, 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 that type of vibe. You, you feel me? You feel me? And when you have a population of, of black people growing up in that area, they, like everybody else, are a little bit of like products of, of their environment. And so it wouldn't be uncommon for our basketball team or our football team because those are the sports that I played in middle school and high school in this area. For us to get to other areas <laughs> and have the uh, black dudes on other teams calling the black dudes on my team uh, whitewashed, you know what comes after that. <laughs> right? You know, I, I'm not allowed to say it. They're going to say it. You're, we're going to hear it. <laughs> But, uh, and I don't know that that's, that's correct. Um, and if it is correct, that is the first sign that I've ever heard 
of any admission that there is such a thing as white culture. Because <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, all I hear is that white people are like cultureless. They just steal from other folks, <laughs> which I don't think is true. I don't think it's true. And again, I'm not one of them. <laughs> that being said, uh, it, it really bummed me out because we had really uh, a fantastic collection of kids who were black that went to my middle school and that went to my high school and they were rad as fuck. They were super fucking rad. Um, and they were uh, leaders and trends at our school in the way that we dress and the music that we listen to. Um, and, you know, and the fucking jargon that we say. And uh, I want to give like a, a really heartfelt um, shout out to those people. Um, I don't use actual names on this podcast, but I'm just going to shout out a few people today with our actual names. And if you want to cancel them, fucking cancel them <laughs> or cancel me for it. I don't care. Um, but Solomon first, uh, your family were awesome neighbors. Um, even though my father was from a different city, uh, my father really loved you guys. And anytime we were able to take you to a passing tournament and hang out, it was fucking awesome. Um, it was really cool that, uh, one of our dogs had puppies and one of those puppies ended up in your home and it lit us up to see that dog happy as fuck hanging out with your family. So, uh, Solomon, Ben and the Aja family, you all rock. You're awesome. I love you. Um, and it was cool to see you do great things, you know, going on to, uh, become a D one athlete, um, to go on and enter into the Olympic trials and to crush it in your personal life. You look very happy and, and I'm cheering for you. Uh, Dalen, <laughs> big Dalen Hall, Baloo, man, <laughs> you were a funny fucking kid, dude. Uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but there's more than one memory where I find myself cracking up because, uh, just because of your presence and your personality, uh, Jamel, Jamel, you were fucking sick. Thanks for always, always, always bringing the good vibes. Karan, you fucking rocked. <laughs> like, I don't think there was a dude that was like more handsome at our school <laughs> than you. And you, you just fucking crushed it, crushed it, crushed it. <laughs> uh, Anthony Norman, my guy, dude. <laughs> uh, the fact that you're jumping out of planes in our U.S. military. <laughs> Honestly, can't believe it. Um, but you're a rad fucking dude. Uh, Darius. Lamar, fucking, <laughs> uh, you guys really know how to dominate on a team. Uh, you guys were really, really special athletes and, and class characters off the field too. And uh, it was really cool um, admiring you from afar. And you always, always um, made me feel welcome. And... I've gone on for like two minutes about this already. So I guess I'm just going to stop right there. Um, but I guess I, I just, I feel fortunate. I feel fortunate that, that I grew up in a town where there wasn't that type of 
animosity and conflict. And I don't know exactly what the recipe was for that other than what I said before. There wasn't any prehistory of this region and of those peoples to have some quote unquote way of life or or grudge about former traditions or former ways of life that were there. And so when that small town began to boom and we went through elementary, middle and high school together, we were just friends and it was just cool. Now, could I do everything? No, no, I couldn't do everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I barely learned how to walk it out. <laughs> barely learned how to soldier boy, barely learned how to jerk. <laughs> <laughs> and I did none of that, none of that really good. Um, but I always felt like uh, you had my back and I always felt like you knew that I had yours. So, so thanks for all of that. And um, thanks for giving us something to celebrate. So um, on that note, <laughs> we're, we're going to close this one out on a nice one, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably had some folks on the edge of their seats there for a little bit. Maybe I should have led with this <laughs> instead of suggesting that edgy education systems ought to have Django and chains <laughs> played in their school. But Hey, Hey, uh, that's what we do here. <laughs> that's what we do here. Uh, we creatively explore and hang out for a little while. Shoot the shit. Um, subscribe. If you like the podcast for the algorithm, uh, follow your boy on Instagram at Christopher Czar. And uh, dude, go to those go to those open mics, man. Uh, American Comedy Co., Madhouse Comedy Club, and the Comedy Store in La Jolla. Um, and see if you can catch one of my bits, one of my acts. All right, love you all. Uh, have a great weekend. And I'll be back here to check in on you again on Monday for the next edition of the Chris R Podcast. Peace.